It's the Country 104.9 Mornings with Matt and Fatty podcast. If you lack personality, you could take your sweetheart to Abbotsford, Vancouver, where I guess a lot of these Hallmark Christmas movies are filmed. Uh, dozens and dozens of them filmed in Abbotsford because they got the mountain backdrop. There's some rural areas there, so if you need to film on a farm, air quotes, yeah. they got it out there with, again, the mountains in the back, a lot of nice homes because British Columbia. Abbotsford is a beautiful city, and there is now a tour you can buy tickets for, and they'll take you on a tour of all the most famous Hallmark Christmas movie houses because apparently there's some famous ones. Are people that into these movies that they would even recognize the houses? Yes, so. Good God. Hey, if that's what you're into, you would go to New Zealand and probably see where they film The Hobbit, right? No. No, I wouldn't no? do that. No. What movie set would you go to? I wouldn't go to a movie set because I'm not a loser. Okay. <laughs> I want to see where they filmed Pretty Woman. Maybe some people want to see where these romances happened. They're not real romances. <laughs> They're movies. Did you watch one of these recently? Like a Hallmark movie? Yeah. I did watch one last year with my wife. What was it called? It was called The Noel Diary. I don't think it was Hallmark, but it was Netflix. And some guy, his mom dies or something, moves back to the town to clean out the home. And sorting through boxes. And, <laughs> and under one of the boxes was the love of his life. Uh, yeah, basically, <laughs> this this girl starts helping him clear out the house, a neighbor or something, then they fall in love, and then there's a big secret. They find out that they're siblings or something. I don't know. Oh, it was hot. weird. I think you watched that on Pornhub. Oh. I think that was a step-sibling video. I want to quiz Matt, because he's seen more of these movies than me. I, I made up and got some real... Hallmark Christmas movies. Matt's going to guess. Is this a real Hallmark Christmas movie or one that Fatty made up? Be warned, I've seen a few of them. Matt gets the answer right. He'll hear Santa. Ho, 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 ho. And if you get the answer wrong, you'll hear Kevin McAllister from Home Alone. Ah! Oh, I don't want to hear that again, so I got to get these right. All right, and you got some nice Christmas ambiance music. All right. Real or made up Hallmark movie, Matt? Christmas in the Smokies, the story of one family's journey to save their historic berry farm against all odds. <laughs> Christmas in the Smokies, real or made up Christmas movie? Uh, that sounds pretty real to me. I'm, go <laughs> I'm, I'm right. As a real Christmas oh. movie. Berry farm in the Smokies. Yeah, all right. Yeah. Christmas at Christopher's. Christopher Connor is a wealthy bachelor who only thinks about himself. Hmm. Until his family is stranded during a winter storm, and he's forced to host an unconventional Christmas. Where's the love story? I'm thinking this is fake. Is the, is it just family over? It sounds like he he he's self. He sounds like it sounds like a Scrooge story. He's selfish, and then his family comes, and he learns about life and love. I don't see the romance. All these Hallmark, Hallmark movies have a romance, okay. so I'm saying fake. Oh, 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 oh. You're right. I yeah. made made that one up. A very cherry Christmas. <clears throat> Businesswoman Cherry Levin returns home to West Virginia for Christmas to care for her sick mother and meets her mother's handsome caretaker, Paul. A very cherry Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> this sounds made up. No one would name their kid Cherry. You're saying fake? It's fake. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> <laughs> hey, no Kevin McAllister yet. No Kevin McAllister yet. You're three for three. Christmas, she wrote. Oh. Kaylee is fired as a popular column writer 
and heads to her sister's town to help her bakery the weeks before Christmas. Oh, this one sounds quite realistic. They always go to a small town, and then there's probably some, like, hot baker. Christmas, she, she wrote. She falls in love with. Or is there murder in this one? Yeah, it, uh, it, it's a play on murder, she wrote. Well, I'd watch this movie, so I'm going to say yes, it's real. Oh, 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 oh my God. You're four for four. I got them all. <laughs> Last one. Let's see if I can stump you. California Christmas. Boston native Leanne is used to snow angels and ice skating for Christmas, but her boyfriend Jake takes a job in California where the holidays are more far out. Ooh. I'm going to say that's a real one. You're going to say that's real? Sounds bad enough. Ah! Ah, I had to get (laughs) one wrong. I made that up. I made that up. Oh, boy. Uh, There's so many of them, dude. My Netflix queue is just all horrible Christmas movies. So you enjoy them or don't. I'm not your mother. We sound the same sometimes, but you can tell it's Matt because he's the one who rants about old man things the most. Can I just say something? We were out on Halloween, and there was one girl that told me, I thought you were the old one. We both had makeup on. You looked older than me. We both had makeup on. Yeah. Okay, I'm just saying, Halloween's not the best time to decide that. I'm just saying, people have a visual of me that's not accurate. I'm just saying we were both in costume that day and didn't look the way we normally look. And you were dressed as an old man. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Matt was going on one of his old man rants this morning. This time, it's the gas pump. Matthew, show me on the doll where the gas pump touched you. I just miss the days where I could put gas in the car. I give money. Done. Okay, there's all this self-serve stuff supposed to make our life easier, but it doesn't. It takes a lot longer. I was getting gas the other day, so first you got to put your card in. You know what's taking long is the preamble to this story. (laughs) Can you just get into it? Put my card in. Then it's asking for what account do you want to use? And then it's asking, put your PIN number in. And of course, I pull my card out a second too soon. So it shuts the whole thing down. I had to start all over. So then I finally get to where I'm needing to go. <laughs> you that- can't follow instructions and you're mad at the gas pump? Yes. Yeah, it so- tells you what to do step by step. It's a lot of steps. I don't want to carry on a conversation with a gas pump. So then it's asking me, do you have a loyalty card? No, I don't. Pass. And, and then I have to pay. And uh, step. Way too many steps. Do you want a receipt? No. Why would I want a receipt? It's like you're carrying on a conversation with this thing. No, it's like you're carrying on a conversation. You sound like the problem here. No, I was in a rush. <laughs> and then it asked you to pick the t- type of fuel, which I get and everything. It's been asking that for decades. But it used to be you could just pick the fuel and go for it. Are you mad that times have changed, Grandpa? Now there's ads even. You want to buy two Cokes for a dollar? No. You're I, damn right I, I do. I just want gas and I want to get going. <laughs> Homeboy, we have <laughs> Two full-serve gas stations here. I know. You pull up, a nice attendant takes your credit card and fills you up as much as you want. I was on the wrong side of town. Buddy, it's a small town. It takes five minutes to drive from one end to the other. Actually, it would have been quicker to drive you the other end of town, do full-serve, and drive back. Yes. There you go. Beauty of living in small-town Ontario. No more old man rants. couple days till Christmas. It's on Monday. And the long-term forecast today, looking like, so four degrees today. Mainly cloudy. We could see some uh, rain and flurries tomorrow. Four. Sunday going to be seven. Cloudy. Christmas Day Monday, nine degrees and cloudy. And forecasters saying it's going to be a green Christmas in Huron County. Yeah, I was out shopping. That was all the talk. 
Everyone's like, oh, it sure is warm this year. Can you believe how warm it is? I'm pretty sure it's going to be a green Christmas. And you heard from the radio guy, it's going to be a green Christmas. That doesn't mean you still can't make snow angels. Mm. It's got to take a different route this year. So you take all the ashes from the fireplace, you spread them on the front lawn, you get the kids making the snow angels in the fireplace ash. Hours of fun for the children. Hours of fun, and you'll know they're awake on Christmas Day when you hear them coughing. I've seen some extravagant Christmas displays this year. There's some just south of town on 21. Just went all out with the Christmas lights. South of Goddard. Yeah, just gorgeous. But how much is too much? Well, there's one neighborhood over in Souk, B.C. This woman, she goes all out every year, puts reindeer everywhere on the house, fills the yard right up with lights, and one of the neighbors isn't happy. She got a letter in the mail. This was pinned right to her door, I believe. Oh, oh, that's old style. That's Bible time style. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Nailed to the door. And I won't read it all because it gets kind of inappropriate at the end, but they say, why don't you give our neighborhood a break? Haven't you heard that (laughs) less is more? (laughs) Your house is the joke of the neighborhood. It looks more like Santa's whorehouse. Santa's whorehouse. Tone it down a bit. (laughs) They took the time to even write this out by hand. <laughs> they wrote it by hand. Somebody's got too much time on their hands. Was it in cursive? No. Okay, so you know it's a younger person, but it, somebody I, under 55. It was printed all in capitals, though. Yeah. It's a lot of work. There you go. <laughs> oh, that's such a cheap way to get somebody to stop doing something because that makes you, and the lady said, that's making me want to put more lights on my house. Yeah, so this is the person saying now, like, you know what? You've inspired me to take it even further. <laughs> I'm doubling down, and that's not the approach. You know, you got to use reverse psychology. You got to mind mess with them, man. Yeah. It's like with your kids. Like, if your kids have funny hair colors or they're dressing weird, if you want to get them to stop, you have to adopt that even harder. Your hair has to be even brighter. Your clothes have to be even more messed up. That's how you get back at them. And then you start talking like they talk. Tell them their drip lacks riz or whatever idiot stuff kids say now. When I think about power here in Huron County, which is a weird thought, but we got wind turbines, we got Bruce Power just up the road. We got a lot of ways we generate power here in Huron County. Over in Rainbow Lake, Alberta, they're going to become the first ever town in all of Canada where their only source of power is geothermal. Are you familiar with this? Yeah, they drill into the ground. You go deep enough, it gets pretty warm. And the steam comes up, I think, and turns a turbine. Is that how it works? Yeah, that's how it works. And that's how nuclear power works, too. You have the nuclear fission reaction. It creates a lot of heat generates steam and powers a turbine. All right. Same thing going on from the inside of the earth. So the whole grid goes down. This town is just going to be shining bright. They're going to be doing okay. And we forget that the earth has a warm inside, but a cold, crusty outside, just like you, Matt. You've seen Antiques Roadshow before. You've seen people bring garbage to a professional, and then that professional says, your garbage is worth a million dollars. It would have been worth $5 million, but you cleaned it. You ever see those? You're like, ah, shouldn't have restored it. Over in Virginia, lady was at Goodwill. Got one of these in Goddard. Bought a vase for $3.99. Yeah, she says she has a good eye for expensive things. She noticed it was an expensive Italian brand. So she looked it up. It looked like it was pretty expensive. And she contacted an auction house who sold this thing for her for $107 thousand dollars a vase can you imagine spending that much on a vase do you even own a vase i don't own a vase yeah uh, what do you, you own a vase yeah i have what? cats i can't have a vase 
Well, you could. I also, nah, I don't like expensive stuff. Like expensive stuff that just sits there, just looking nice. No, I don't need that. Okay. I don't need any of that, though. It got me thinking, though, if you're interested in paying a lot for some trash, you can subscribe to my OnlyFans account. You can just search for the name Bargain Bin Butt Stuff 3156. I'll pop oh. right up. I always hear cranky old people say, ah, oh, population's going down. Not enough people having babies. It's the gays. They can't have babies because they're gay. And right. that's not how it works. There's always some reason. There's yeah. always some reason that they never researched. They just had a thought. And because they thought it, it's true. And guess what? It's not true. Canada's population in the third quarter of this year grew by 430,000. Now, that was mostly international students and temporary foreign workers. They made up the bulk of that number. Temporarily working, but they have residency. So they are working, they are paying taxes, and they count toward our population. All our resources in this country are supporting them. Oh, I see. Because they're supporting us as well. That being said, you can call me old-fashioned, but I prefer we grow our population the old-fashioned way. Yeah. Yeah, the way our parents did and their parents did. With a robust middle class and a living wage. Also, lots and lots of sex. Getting close to Christmas, four days away. You might be traveling for the holidays. Maybe you're one of those douchebags taking a cruise. Oh, the cruises. You're going somewhere warm. Oh. All your family's back home freezing their asses off. But, but, maybe you think you're going somewhere warm. Heading out of New York. Supposed to go to the Bahamas. I didn't realize cruises can just change where they're going to port if they don't think they can get to the place safely. Yeah, if you're on a cruise and you're going to the Bahamas and the waters are kind of rough, when you get to the cruise ship, they can say, by the way, we're not going to the Bahamas anymore. We're going somewhere else. We're going to Canada. Yes. <laughs> can you imagine? You think you're going to the Bahamas. You pack for the Bahamas. And then they announce, no, we're just going to go north. <laughs> They're heading up to beautiful St. John, New Brunswick. Not St. John's, Newfoundland. <laughs> St. John, so, New Brunswick. So, they're expected to arrive there today, and the temperature's a low of minus 11. Ooh. And so the people on this cruise ship were scrambling in New York, heading into the Walmart, getting some sweaters and whatever they need. Your cruise is ruined. Hey, St. John, New Brunswick <laughs> is just as nice as the Bahamas. There's so many things to do there. You could visit the Carlton Martello Tower National Historical Site. Oh. And see the Martello Tower. Hours, built the, by some of our earliest settlers. In the freezing cold. Or you could go to the Fort Howe National Historic Site, which is, uh, I don't want to read the description, but it looks like a barn. That's interesting. Or you could go to the Loyalist Burial Ground. Oh, now we're talking. It is uh, the final resting place of some of St. John's earliest settlers. <laughs> So you could say St. John is as good or better than the Bahamas if you like being bored to death and wanting to go back to America. I want to quiz you on whether these are real or made-up Hallmark Christmas movies. If you get the answer right, you'll hear Santa. <laughs> okay. And if you get the answer wrong, you'll hear Kevin McAllister from Home Alone. Ah! Oh, I do not want to get any wrong. Oh, that screen ah, is longer than I realized. That is annoying. That's a five-second scream. All right. Real or made-up Hallmark Christmas movie? Catch Me If You Claws. <laughs> Do you want the description of the movie? Uh, yeah, sure. Okay. Is this like the spelling bee? Could I have it in a sentence? Sure. Catch Me If You Claws. <laughs> 
on the verge of her big break, aspiring news anchor Avery Quinn catches a home intruder wearing a red suit claiming to be Santa's son, Chris. I think this sounds inappropriate to me by today's standards, so I think that's fake. You think that's a fake one? Yeah. You're wrong. That's real? That's a real she Christmas movie. She falls in mo- love with a thief? That's a real Christmas movie. Catch me if you claws. Christmas at Dollywood. A New York City event planner travels home to Tennessee for the holidays and ends up working on the 30th anniversary Christmas event at Dollywood. <laughs> um, real or did Fatty make that up? I think that's real. Yeah, it sounds like Dolly would get involved in something like that. Yeah, she was in that one. Nothing more romantic than Dollywood. A Yuletide Christmas. Tired of playing a mall Santa, James Buford discovers the magic of the holidays when he helps a three a lost three year old Madison find her worried parents. Oh, a Yuletide Christmas. Where's the love story in here? Is it a single parent and then they fall in love, maybe? Uh, sounds like this guy just, dis- he he's tired of playing a Santa and he, I don't know, I guess rediscovers Christmas. Oh. I'm guessing. Is this real or did Fatty make it up? I think he made it up. Ho, 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 ho. He did. A Yuletide Christmas is like saying a Christmas Christmas. You can't fool me. There's got to be a love story in there. All right. Two more. Christmas CEO. <laughs> A small toy company CEO gets a once-in-a-lifetime offer to merge with a mega toy company, but will need her estranged ex-business partner's signature to seal the deal. Christmas CEO. Oh, this sounds like one of those cheesy Tom Hanks movies. (laughs) Real or made up? The big bookstore buying up the small bookstore. (laughs) Yeah, I think this is real. (laughs) All right. That's right. You got that. One more. Mary and Joseph. Mary spelled like Merry Christmas, M-E-R-R-Y. Mary and Joseph. Joseph Rinfield is a Scrooge about Christmas, but has a change of heart when his high school sweetheart, Mary, returns to town. Mm. Mary and Joseph. (laughs) (laughs) Mary and Joseph. I'm going to say that's real. Uh, yeah, yeah, I shouldn't have. I totally made that one up. The big word of the year is inflation this year. Things cost a little bit more. So is it fair that when the family comes over for Christmas dinner, maybe you ask for a little bit of money? If you're the one doing all the cooking and hosting it and making all the food. There's this woman in the UK. She faced some flack last year for saying that she's going to charge her family for the meal. Her name's Carolyn Dudridge. She's 63. And she puts on a big meal for her kids and grandkids. And she charges the guys in the family 25 bucks last year. The daughters, only 17 bucks. They get a deal. Why do the women pay less? I don't know. That's sexism. Seems like it's sexist. The grandchildren over five is 850. And then four bucks for the wee ones. So reasonable. This is three meals. She has a spread not only on Christmas, but on Boxing Day. She makes sandwiches, leftovers, all this stuff. Okay, this is a very important question. I need. Uh, have you seen what her food looks like? Have you seen these dishes? Uh, it sounds okay. Okay, he, here's the very important question. Can grandma cook? Does grandma's food suck? Does grandma use salt 
in her food. If grandma's food is just, if she's just putting a dry ass turkey in the oven for four hours and then cutting that up and serving it to me, grandma can go right to hell. I'm not paying 20, <laughs> what was it, $27? You get 25 bucks. 20, well, I'm not paying $25 for a dry ass unseasoned turkey. If, if I'm paying, hey, I'm willing to pay, but I need to get something for my money. If you're just going to cook a turkey and serve me a turkey you didn't season, just put it in the oven and then took it out of the oven, no, I'm not paying for that. I'm going to Denny's. Uh, it sounds like she's a good cook. She's got three different choices for dessert, and she puts on a buffet. That doesn't I, I, mean anything. They could be three different raisin pies. Uh, three <laughs> different options doesn't mean they're good options. It just means they're options. I'm bringing this up because she announced this year that the prices have gone up because of inflation. Okay. So now she's charging more. So the family's eating at Domino's Pizza this year. <laughs> you go over. I'm just saying, like, it's not going to kill you to put some paprika on the turkey, Grandma. That's all I'm saying. If you're going out for dinner around Christmas time or on the holidays, really any time, but especially around the holidays, make sure you tip your wait staff. They're mm. working hard. They would rather be home with their families or out to dinner just the way you are. Make sure you tip generously. Over the holidays, not like these douchebags over in Barry. Couple went to a restaurant. When the bill comes, they go, no. And then they leave. They they dashed. They dined and then they dashed. They didn't even do it sneakily. They just, they just said, no, we're not paying for this and left. Pretty much. Except they left and the wait staff noticed that one of them left their ID on the table. Yes. So police got called. Police know who this couple is and the couple is facing charges now. How stupid is that? Dumb, dude. Dumb. Oh, they deserve it. Come on, man. Don't dine and dash around Christmas. It's the time of giving. Yeah. You give during Christmas. You don't take. You're supposed to if you need to dine and dash. You meet your Tinder date at a steakhouse and then just before the bill comes, you take your jacket and wallet to the washroom yeah and you erase their phone number out of your phone so save it for valentine's day five more days left to do your shopping for christmas are you done now are you officially done i got a few groceries to get okay. and and a gift certificate okay yeah, yeah that's thoughtful opp have some <laughs> tips for you head of christmas they want to make sure when you go shopping that your stuff stays with you so they're saying keep valuables out of sight in your vehicle. You got to store some valuables, put them in the trunk where people can't see it. They don't know it's there. They're not going to break in. Keep your vehicle locked. That's an obvious one. They say use debit or credit cards. Don't carry around a whole bunch of cash because you can call the bank and turn off your debit card. Cash is cash. Once that's gone, it's gone. Okay, those are good points. Those are good points, right? I think we all know this, but yeah, they were good points. It's always a good reminder. If you're going away for the holidays, make sure you set up numerous home alone style traps around your house to deter would-be thieves. Yeah, paint cans yep. on strings, things like that. PVC pipes. If you're in a rush, you can just run an electrical current through your front doorknob. Just make sure to deactivate that when you get back. R.I.P. Uncle Todd. Well, if you've ever dreamed of owning a dancing horse, here's your chance. <laughs> Is yeah. that a dream? People have that not just horse ownership, but dancing horse ownership. You know the musical ride, the RCMP? They go around and they do choreography on horses. It's basically a big stage dance. Our our mounted police, our national police force, Yeah, they have a unit that's just dancing horses? Yeah, there's a whole division. Do the, the, do the police officers also police or is, do they just... 
Are they with the horses all the time? Well, I think they can do that for an amount of time because they go on tour. They've been around here a couple of years ago, I think, up in Exeter there. It's pretty fascinating to see. But at some point, these horses need to retire. And normally they give them to like a place that takes animals, like a sanctuary. But now they're actually asking the public, hey, are you a very caring person who would like to care for an older horse? And you can apply to get these beautiful horses. They're big black horses, the Hanoverians, I believe, is the, the breed. And they got 1,600 applications. So that'll keep them going for years to come. Okay. And for, you told me there's just two horses right now, right? Yeah, I think there's only a couple. And you can't ride the horse? No. No, they're retired. You just care for it. You care for the horse and take okay. good care of it. Okay. You're looking for loving homes. Here's my worry, is that that horse is a cop, was a cop. Right. Nothing against police officers. Don't get me wrong. All I'm saying is horses usually live in the country and country you can grow whatever you want including maybe more than the legally allowed amount of cannabis oh right is that horse gonna rat on you is that horse gonna be like hey you have seven plants instead of the four you're allowed to grow quiet i'm calling the cops <laughs> calling the cops <clears throat> in our heads this sounded funnier just doing the winnie to wrap up the bit and now you can't unhear it when you don't know what to get somebody for Christmas, get them lottery tickets. Yeah, or you saved it to the last minute and, <laughs> oh, the convenience store is <laughs> open. Or you forgot <laughs> and you got them lottery tickets. Yeah. Dude from London, Naeem uh, Kresniki, got a lottery ticket from his brother. That's the kind of person you get a lottery ticket from. Yeah. A dude giving another dude something that doesn't show any feelings. Here, here's something you can scratch. Gave him an instant plinko. Lottery, scratch lottery ticket, won $300,000. Sweet. 300 grand. He says he plans to share his winnings with his brother. He wants to also get courtside tickets to the Raptors. Oh, yeah. That, that's a good way to spend some With money. his brother, I hope. Maybe, yeah. We'll see. He doesn't have to reward his brother. Just, no, he just well, he loves his brother. Yeah. They're brothers. That's cool. That's kind of nice, right? Lottery tickets are an easy gift, but before you buy them, you have to ask yourself, Am I comfortable with the person I'm giving this to winning several hundreds of thousands of dollars, maybe millions of dollars? Yeah, I remember that dilemma with the uh, roll up the rim. Okay, if I give you this cup and you win the money, uh, do I get some of the money? Am I going to expect that in return? You have to lay down the rules with lottery stuff. Yeah, and if you're not time. comfortable with the person you're giving it to winning a bunch of money, a Tim Hortons gift card is fine. So remember when the pandemic started? And the government offered the Canada Emergency Response Benefit, the CERB mm -hmm. money. You remember that? Yeah, everyone's like, free money! A lot of people, uh, hey, they needed the money and yeah. they qualified for CERB and they got the money. Good for you. I guess there was 185 workers with the Canada Revenue Agency who distributed this money. Federal agency, 185 workers that have been fired for claiming CERB money that they were not eligible for they didn't think they would notice they're the ones dishing it out you work there you gotta know right and even if you don't know i understand there's low-level people who work for the cra but ask your boss or one of your co-workers who maybe you're at the agency who deals this rumor must have got out in the break room yeah they're giving it to everybody they're just you just ask oh. for it and they'll give you two thousand bucks no strings attached yeah. At the same time, I I get it. Maybe people thought a perk of working for the CRA was you just get all the benefits. It's like how McDonald's workers can have a bunch of fries or how movie theater workers get to lick all the milk duds before they sell them. But lesson learned. 
how long have we been talking about the grandparent scam? A long time. Years and years, right? If you're not familiar with the grandparent scam, somebody calls an elderly person and says, hey, I'm your grandchild. I need you to wire money. I'm in trouble for whatever reason. I'm in jail or I'm being arrested in a foreign country. Send me money. I need it now, but it's not your grandchild. It's a scammer. Honey, do we have a grandchild? <laughs> oh, yes. You died years ago and can't respond. That got sad. So there was this guy, he was doing this out of St. John's after doing it across the country. Finally was caught. He would call these grandparents, get money out of them. He was in jail. And guess what? He was up for bail. And guess who bailed him out? (gasps) Grandma bailed him out? His grandparents. In one of the greatest ironies. Okay. (laughs) So So the people he was exploiting ended up helping him exactly and this is why you don't exploit grandparents they're there for you when you need them even thieves even if you're a piece of trash like this person yeah. who got caught scamming grandparents leave, his, his grandparents were there to help him. leave the grandparents out of this yeah you need to exploit somebody you exploit the person who deserves it say it with me matt creepy, creepy uncle. uncle we're all human you get distracted sometimes you're supposed to be doing your job but whatever you're Talking with your coworkers, you're daydreaming about not being at work. It happens. It happens. And it happened in 2022 at Pearson Airport. Here's, here's the situation. Plane was coming in for a landing. Somebody was on the runway with a buggy. So the plane had to abort the landing, get back into the air. Pilots are trained to handle this, so it wasn't a crazy emergency, but you don't want anything happening when you're trying to land a plane. No kidding. This guy was distracted. What's he doing on the runway? So there is a big investigation whenever anything like that happens. They investigate this. There is a distracted maintenance employee who drove the buggy onto the runway by accident. So it was a distraction accident. Oh. So you got to be careful, man. Oops. You, depending on your industry, radio, what's the worst ha- that happens here? Sometimes you don't turn on a microphone. You hit a commercial too early. Well, that's kind of important, though, to turn on the microphone. Nobody wants to hear us. True enough. They probably, it's probably welcomed. Don't flatter yourself. So we've all zoned out on the job. Some jobs, though, you need that absolute focus, like giving grandma the right amount of insulin. Mm-hmm. By, by the way, miss you, Grams. Our own Matt Hussey knows a thing or two about taking something stupid through customs at the airport. Oh, yeah. I brought harmonicas out west. They look like <laughs> like gun chambers. Yes, they do. <laughs> the, I had f- four of them, and combined, they kind of were in the shape of a gun. They definitely opened my bag. Horrible. Horrible. <laughs> the story's out of uh, New York's LaGuardia Airport. Uh, security stopped somebody. They had 17 bullets hidden inside a baby diaper. Did they even have a baby? I don't know. We don't know. <laughs> Report doesn't say if there is a baby present. Be stupid if they didn't have a baby. My understanding was the diaper was clean. So it was a, an unused diaper, 17 bullets. Bullets set off the x-ray machine. Person was caught. I don't know if they're facing charges, but you're not allowed to bring bullets through airport security. Come on. Wouldn't it have been smarter to have a dirty diaper? Then they might not have checked it. No, they're checking that. Ugh. They got the gloves. Yeah. They got the latex gloves. They'll check anything. A dude apparently didn't know he had a bullet-filled diaper. Oh, how do you not know? <laughs> oh, wow, bullet-filled what? diaper? How did that get there? Well, they put bullets in the pampers now? Oh, oh. I didn't know that. Yeah, sure, buddy. <laughs> Just like I'm not sure how that 10-pound Ziploc bag of lube got in my carry-on, please. If you're going to rob a senior citizen, you better think twice. Yeah, you might think, well, I could rob that house because they're old. Yeah, and they live alone. 
what harm could they be to me? A big, strong robber. Well, guess what? Story comes out of Vancouver. 72-year-old woman lives alone. Robber comes in. Not only did the robber come in, the robber came in naked. Naked, naked, that robber was when they came into that 72-year-old woman's house. Naked, but he did have a metal rod in his hand. Yeah, evidently had a metal rod. Make whatever wee-wee joke you want to. But this 72-year-old woman, she was prepared. She had a shovel, chased naked buddy back into his car. She cornered him in the car, and the police were called, and the police came and arrested this guy. She dealt with it. I see your metal rod, and I raise you a shovel. Uh, I, th- I think we can all agree. Best thing we can do for our seniors is arm them. So anyone 75 or older, we're all going to meet at the Central Huron Community Complex in Clinton, and you're all going to get a complimentary pistol. Now, if you've never used a pistol, uh, you'll get some complimentary cans of beer to practice on, but just make sure you drink all the beer before using your new gun. You're welcome, seniors. I take way too much time writing emails, making sure the tone is right and making sure nothing can be misinterpreted, but still people misinterpret emails. There was this woman in BC fired because of a strongly worded email the bosses didn't like the tone of it. One of the things in the email is she was saying, hey, I'm doing a lot of extra work here. Can I get more pay? So they naturally didn't like the tone because they might have to pay her more money. <laughs> I don't like the tone of you asking for more money. And so Can you ask for more money in a polite tone? Yeah, no. So no. I deserve more money. You're allowed to talk about money. Pay me. So this got all the way to the Supreme Court because she was fired and she just got awarded $81,000. The judge said, well, there's nothing wrong with talking about money. And I don't really see anything that's that unusual in this email that is, you know, putting someone down or anything else. The judge said, no, this is just an email. So there you go. Emails, even if they're strongly worded, it's still fine. You can't be fired for it. So make sure when you tell off your boss, you do it in an email and you say politely, you are a piece of trash. You are incompetent. You don't dress well. You have an odor. Respectfully. You got to make sure you add the word respectfully. You're right. That's that fixes key. everything. This time of year, you often see somebody collecting as you're exiting a store. Yeah, me and you did this for the Salvation Army. Yeah. A couple weeks ago, you'll see people for the Red Cross sometimes. Mm-hmm. This situation happened at an LCBO, I believe, in Sarnia on Saturday. So somebody was stealing a couple bottles of liquor. They're running out of the place. And for some reason, this guy, 75-year-old who was collecting for the Red Cross, figured he would get involved and try and stop this thief from getting away with this liquor. How did that turn out? Not good because he got (laughs) pushed and tripped and his head got split open, had to go to the hospital, get some staples and such. Is this the right thing to do? I, I, I just sit back and not do anything. I, I think. I get it. Somebody was doing something wrong and you wanted to stop what was going on. Somebody was stealing. Stealing is wrong. Yeah, he's a hero, this guy, really. But they were stealing from the government. It's like stealing <laughs> from the stealers. Well, yeah, I guess so. So and you're going to put your life on the line to protect government property? Come on, buddy. Plus, you're not really helping the Red Cross. You're, like, in the negatives at this point because you're probably using funds from the Red Cross. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure he's got an OHIP card. <laughs> he's just using his provincial tax dollars to pay for his health care coverage. Yeah. Oh, this poor dude. Tried to do the right thing. Got hurt. Yeah. So if you ever see anybody stealing from the LCBO, you didn't see nothing. Our own Matt Hussey, you took a vacation this year. How did you book everything? 
I just booked my tickets right from Flair Air, embarrassingly enough. Why is Flair embarrassing? Well, I mean, it's pretty cheap. It did the job. Got us there cheap. Got you there on time. No cancellation. But I'm no stranger to typing in the wrong address because I got kind of big fingers. You do have abnormally fat fingers. You know, so you accidentally type in Expedia or something, and then this fake site comes up, and then you realize that's not Expedia. Yeah, we've all typed Factbook at one point. Yeah. Yeah. And then sometimes it's too late. You've bought tickets on the fake site, and then you're out a couple thousand dollars. Similar story happened to somebody in the news this morning. They were booking a fight, a flight, excuse me, to not a fight. <laughs> well, he has a fight now maybe with these people. Maybe booking a flight to Brazil. He went to the Flight Center Canada. And I guess there there's a fake website. So in Canada, we spell center with an R-E at the end. He went to a website that was Flight Center E-R, yeah. the American spelling. He'd in his information, booked a flight. At that point, he got an email saying, hey, we'll send you your flight information at a later date. He realized something was up called the actual company who said he has a scam website. You got scam, buddy. 2200 bucks. Yeah, he was trying to go see his girlfriend who lives in Brazil. You were speculating that this guy is making up his girl. I've got a fake girlfriend in Brazil. It just sounds too good to be true. Yeah, I, I got a girlfriend. She lives in Brazil. Now, are you saying this because... People said the same thing about you when you were first dating your wife. Yeah. Because you guys had a bit of a long-distance relationship. Yeah, she was in Sarnia, and I couldn't bring her to my prom. She couldn't make it, yeah. so I had to tell You're people. You're like, no, I swear uh, she's real. I do have a girlfriend. She goes to a school in Sarnia. Yeah, she goes to a different high school. And yeah, we, you we have sex like 20 times a day. Yeah, and she's, she's like blonde hair and beautiful. <laughs> and people yeah. are like, Sarnia's not real. You made it up. It sounds like... Narnia. It does sound like one of those made-up towns, like like Narnia or Neverland yeah, or like Kingsbridge. When you grew up and you had uh, days off sick from school, it's always a couple things I watched. The thing we all watched, number one, The Price, Price is, is right. right. Always. Yeah. Number two, I don't know if you watched this, Maury Povich. Oh, yes. Maury Povich was always a staple of staying home sick. I was more of an Oprah guy. You would be. He got a Lifetime Achievement Award from the Daytime Emmys this weekend. For his work doing the Maury Povich show between 1991 and 2022. He did that for a long time. He found the fathers of a lot of kids. That was kind of the big thing, right? (laughs) He would have people on and typically a woman being like, I know this guy is my baby daddy. I'm 94% sure. And then Maury Povich would get the paternity test. He'd pull out the envelope and he'd be like, in the case of nine-year-old Ocean, Matthew, you are the father. Crowd would go yeah. crazy, but they go even crazier if it wasn't the father. Oh, yeah. And usually the woman would run into the back, but the camera guy with the wireless camera would chase after them. And then the father's just all excited because he doesn't have to pay child support anymore. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so most people know Maury for the paternity test episodes. Yeah. My favorite episodes were the ones with the overweight toddlers. Oh. Would you ever see those ones? People would bring in their like six-month-old who weighed like 75 pounds. They couldn't even walk. And, and yeah, they couldn't yeah. walk, like rolls on rolls on rolls. Yeah, and then the parents like, yeah, we just let them sit there and eat and watch TV all day. He'll and- eat six pounds of chicken wings. We just can't stop him. We, we so can't. You can stop him. You're the parent. Yes. You're just giving him the chicken wings. Stop buying chicken wings. To be fair, though, there is something about a two-year-old who weighs 94 pounds that really makes me want a churro. See those Teslas around town? They're kind of nice. They're fancy-looking vehicles. Yeah. I like that. The idea of buying one's okay. Now, 
I just feel like there's not enough charging stations around to really warrant for me getting one now. Like the idea of buying it in the future, which won't have a choice soon. Because we're going to hear from the government this week that all new vehicles made in 2035 and beyond, all of them are going to have to be zero emissions. That could mean electric, that could mean hydrogen, could mean another thing I'm not thinking of. Yeah. But it's not going to be gasoline. It's not going to be combustion engine. That's by 2035. Okay. So any model car you buy that year or after, it's going to be no emissions. Somebody has one of those Flintstone cars down in Saltford. You ever seen that driving through Saltford? No. Yeah, it's a replica of Fred Flintstone's car. Where you push it with your feet? Yeah. So they're all set up uh, yeah. for that. Yeah. yeah, Salford's ready. Salford's ready. For zero emissions. <laughs> but, but to be fair, it that'll be a nice day when you no longer have to visit a gas station. Yeah. That's nice, right? Topping off your car, 120 bucks, 150 bucks. It's crazy. You can charge your car at home right next to your uh, your phone, your Nintendo Switch, and your prostate massager, which all use the same adapter. It's very convenient. Our own Matt Hussey, he does the real tree every year. Yeah. Because he's a big, stinky hippie. Well, I love the smell. Yeah. And, you know, you have to give it some water, and usually it's all good. Thanks for explaining how trees work, buddy. Down in Lexington, Lexington, Kentucky. Ugh. See, I insult you, and then I trip over my words. It's karmic justice. Family in Lexington, Kentucky, they got a real Christmas tree, just like our own Matt Hussey. And when they set up the tree, they found that there was an owl living in the tree. Yeah, it took him like four days to find it, too. It was just sitting there in the tree, probably enjoying the warm inside, perhaps. Maybe, maybe. Eating eating some treats that the dog dropped. Mm -hmm. Maybe. Who knows what it was eating. But they found the owl in the tree. Apparently, they just let it out outside. Oh. Yeah. No no crazy ending to the story. But it's a good thing they found that owl because it was avoiding child support payments for years. Sucks to be in the hospital, but the Starlight Children's Foundation gave... The families of 72, uh, let me try that again. They gave money to families, 72 families with sick kids to go on a shopping spree at Toys R Us. Oh, awesome. That's kind of cool, right? That's what every kid wants. That's the dream growing up is you go into Toys R Us and you can get whatever you want, which is what they did. Oh, gosh. You go get the most expensive thing, like the Barbie dream house or something. When you're a kid, you're not thinking about expensive so much. It's just the coolest thing. You remember what the coolest thing was? When I was young... Gosh, we, we play with G.I. Joes. Those were all the rage. Right, because you were raised in the 40s. Yeah. What did you? What was the big thing when you were a kid? Uh, the, the Power Rangers Lego set was pretty cool. Power Rangers was oh. the big thing. And I remember going to Toys R Us. It was like $70. And we were poor. So my mom was like, no, we can't afford it. So we just looked around, <laughs> window shopped. And I remember thinking about that for years, just that Lego set. Everybody had the Megas, everything. It was oh. cool. But after growing up, I, I got a job and I worked really hard and I went back to Toys R Us and I stole it. Over the holidays, going to be lots of sports going on. There's always some football going on, always some hockey. In the new year, New Year's Day, if you want to, you can watch the first game of the Professional Women's Hockey League. First game is January the 1st. It is between Toronto and New York. The second game is happening the next day, it is between Ottawa and Montreal in Ottawa at TD Place, and that game is expected to set the new North American record for most people in attendance at a women's hockey game. 
Awesome. They've sold out at uh, 7,510 patrons. Hey, if you build it, they will come. At TD Place. And I'd love to attend that game. Then I can brag to all my friends, hey, I helped to solve equality. Because that's what happened, right? We solved equality between men and women. We did it. We did it. Did they get paid as much? (laughs) No, please. Hopefully... Everything goes smoothly for you for Christmas dinner. Over in Salisbury, New Brunswick, though. Oh, it's a sadder story. One grocery store out there, and somebody stole 60 frozen turkeys from their freezer out back. Oh, no, that could be like the whole town's supply. They cracked the lock, stole all 60 frozen turkeys. What are you going to do with 60 frozen turkeys? It's not like you can just throw them up on the Facebook marketplace. It'd be pretty obvious. I have 60 turkeys. You're the only person in Salisbury, New Brunswick, selling 60 frozen turkeys. Yeah. That's tough, man. All those turkeys. Do you check, like, the local ice rinks? Like, where do you store that many turkeys? I don't know anybody with that much freezer space. I'm thinking you check the local YMCA or rec center, and the first ringette player you see with greasy hands, there's your suspect. Yeah, or maybe even the alleyways. I bet there's a black market there. You think they're selling it, like, on the street? Yeah. Like all the drugs? Street turkey. Ooh, street turkey. But then if you're selling turkey black market, you need a secret name for the turkey so that police don't figure it out. You have to be like, hey, you got 10 pounds of wing? Yeah, give me 20 pounds of the tom. Hey, 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 uh, you got any beak? Hey, give me a 15-pounder gobble. Got any uh, gobble? I'll take 20 pounds of feather if you got it. Oh, quick, it's the 5-0. Quick. Doesn't matter if you like Tim Hortons, don't like Tim Hortons. We all have memories. Yes. Of Tim Hortons. Some of the great donuts they've had over the years. And some of them are coming back, including Tim Hortons has confirmed the Dutchie. Yeah. It's coming back in 2024. If you don't remember the Dutchie, it's because you have taste and you hated it. It was the donut with, that was littered with raisins. Yeah, and it was a square. Yeah. Yeah, and, and you couldn't decide, oh, which, which side do I start on? Which corner should I bite first? It was always the last one left in the assorted donut box. Mm-hmm. Everybody would grab all the other good ones first, and then the Dutchie was the last one left. Well, that's not the only one they're bringing back. Evidently, they're bringing back more donuts. They haven't said which other ones they're bringing back, but they had a survey recently about which donuts people want back, and what were the other top ones? Blueberry fritter. That was good. Solid choice. Chocolate eclair and the cinnamon twist. The chocolate eclair was, that was a long john, right? Yeah. Is it has chocolate frosting I on think top so. and whipped cream in the middle? That was the one I always chose because it was bigger. It was huge and it was the same price as the rest of the donuts. I'll take the biggest one. I also really liked that uh, cherry stick. Remember that one? Yes. Yeah. I was always right next to the walnut crunch. Oh, those ones. Yeah, those I, were really good. I'd rather those be brought back. And there's one thing I think everyone would love Timmy's to bring back, and that's coffee that doesn't taste like an ashtray that was left in the rain. Mm-hmm. Also, Nanaimo bars. I hope when I'm 105, I'll still be partying a little bit. What do you mean you hope when you're 105? You expect to live that long? Yeah, I'd like to live that long. You're falling apart at 48, bro. No, I'm not. I'm looking good. You're I'm looking, your I'm looking elbow's the, been messed up for a year. Well, I got tennis elbow, but that's from too much ping pong. Yeah. And pickleball and yeah. tennis. And don't you have a heart <laughs> thing? Yeah, I do. I, I am missing a valve in my heart. Dude. So it's not looking good, maybe. If you make it to 52, <laughs> I'll be impressed. 105, get out of town. You sound like you're excited about me dying young. I'm not not excited. So 105, do you want to get that to 105? Hell no. I didn't want to get to 38. Oh, come on. There's a woman in Ohio, though, turning 105, and she's celebrating right. And she celebrated by having fireball whiskey. She had the firefighters over to the seniors' living place where she's at. 
And she's watched football. Her favorite team is the Cincinnati Bengals. 105. Just partying like she's 25. Is your impression of 25-year-olds partying that they're hanging out at the fire department? Yeah, oh, yeah. No. Well, they're, no. They're, they're hanging out with other 25-year-olds. Well, sometimes the fire department's involved because things get out of hand around the bonfire, perhaps. At but, the club, homeboy. I don't know what 25-year-olds do. I didn't even drink at 25. You uh, barely drink now. I think they should just add her to the football team. You think that'd be a cool thing for the Bengals to do? She loves the Bengals so much. They got a game this weekend against Pittsburgh. Because nobody's going to tackle a 105-year-old woman. The hell I'm not. If I'm playing for the Steelers this weekend against the Bengals and there's a 105-year-old linebacker, you bet your ass I'm going to tackle. It's my job. You'd be can't. To defeat the opposition. Mm. Hell no. I'd be congratulated for doing my job and doing it well. No, you'd be canceled. The internet would get all over you, and oh, you'd, it'd be the end of you. I will take the mantle. I will be the running back who tackles this 105-year-old woman, ending not only her career, but her pulse. Yeah, <laughs> oh. yeah, I'm doing it. And you know what? We're winning the game because they're down a player now. And you'd be remembered as that guy. I sure would. As long as the check clears, I'll tackle anybody. 105, 25, doesn't matter. It's her fault for getting on the field with me. This is a real thing coming to Huron County, and we want to promote it because it's kind of an important thing to do with your family at some point is talk about when you're not going to be around no mo. Yeah, you got to talk about death sometimes. And so the Huron Hospice is hosting the Death Cafe. <laughs> it's not a cafe where people go to die. No, no, you're, you're probably going to stay alive. Sounds like it's- a really cool, like, folk metal band, though. Death Cafe. Death Cafe. Please join us for coffee, tea, cookies, and conversation about dying and death. Because life's too short to not talk about death. Tomorrow at Stephen Mary's on the Square. Great spot there. In Godrich. 10 to 11.30. You can go there and talk about death. The end of life. There's some questions you might have answered. Maybe you have some insight into this that you can provide to other people. It's a mm-hmm. very important thing. like yeah. Things like... Uh, do you want to be resuscitated? I remember my grandpa had a DNR, do not resuscitate, when he passed away. Uh, important issues like who does all the garbage in your china cabinet go to? Yeah. I had this conversation with my parents. They have all that old china that looks fancy that we've never used. And my mom said, no, it's worth a lot of money. So I did a reverse image search on Google. I found that exact china with the saucers. Each one goes for 30 bucks on eBay. It was going for 30 bucks. There was a ton listed, no bids on them. So let's say theoretically the 12 that they had sold for 30 bucks. It's $360 among three kids. That's 120 bucks each. Not worth it. Sell your garbage before you die. Yeah, that's something you should talk about maybe at Christmas time. No, don't bring people down at Christmas time. You could talk about death at Christmas time. You know what you could do before Christmas? You could sell all that trash in your china cabinet, get whatever it's worth, $50, $100, gift that to your family for Christmas, boom. Christmas gift you didn't have to pay for. They appreciate it, and that's one less thing they're going to have to clean up when they find your body laying on the couch three days after you died. No, it is the last year. If you want to see a massive Grinch display in Alora that's been going on for, what, 30 years now? Yeah, they just keep building this thing in their yard. And it's a whole show where about 500 people come every year. And the parents and the kids come out and they're dressed as various different characters from the Grinch. The kids are now 30. And 
and they're <laughs> they're kind of tired of it. And so the parents are like, you know what? Let's not do this anymore. One or, last year. This will be the last yeah. year, and then no more kids. The kids are like, can I like go on vacation this year instead of dressing up as a Grinch? <laughs> Our own Matt Hussey used to put on performances for his parents. We were talking off mic and the performances were very problematic. Explain what you would do. I don't think problematic. We would reenact the nativity scene okay. for, for our parents. That part's fine. And so we'd rehearse this in secret and decide who would be the shepherds, who would be Mary, Joseph. And who was Jesus? And there was always a baby because there's nine kids. Whoever and, was the baby at the time was the baby Jesus? Yeah, he put him in a little manger. The shepherds would put a towel on their head. All right, so here's where it gets problematic. <laughs> Why? Matt and his siblings walking around pretending to be people from the Middle East with <laughs> towels. <laughs> Wrapped around your head. This is cultural appropriation now? <laughs> Maybe. Come on. I, I'm not, dude, I grew up Muslim. I'm not even offended <laughs> by it, but I'm saying if you were to post photos of that on Facebook, there would be somebody with no relation to Islam or the Middle East who would be offended by that. Hey, maybe the shepherds just got out of the shower. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Their hair is still wet. When you think of Canada, a few things come to mind. Hockey. Maple syrup. Maple syrup. We produce 78% of the world's maple syrup. It's, we make a lot of it and we do it damn good, son. But maple syrup production this year in Canada hit a five-year low. Last year, it was 79 million liters that were produced in our beautiful country. This year, only 47 million liters. Only that? That still sounds like a lot. It, it is a lot. And it doesn't mean we bought any less maple syrup either. It just means more, or rather less, came out of the maple tree. So That's we, all that means. Are we supposed to feel ashamed about this since maple syrup is our thing? It's It still is our thing. It's weather related, though. You don't always have a great year. This is true. This is true. But it does make your Canadian heart hurt a little bit, right? Yeah. Like, it's probably how Americans feel when they go a day without shooting a can of Bud Light. I don't think I'm the only one who's experienced this. You're driving in your car. It's summer. You're not smelling anything. And then suddenly... You smell somebody barbecuing, and oh. now you want barbecue. Suddenly you're starving, and you need a burger. Right, or someone's smoking a nice piece of meat. Damn. Well, there's, this, there's this barbecue down in Nashville where they serve smoked meats. They've been doing this for nine years. This woman moves in next to this famous restaurant, and now she's suing them because she doesn't like the smell of smoked meats. <laughs> it's like, what? You didn't do any research? Before you move there, you can't just sue them now. No, they've been smoking meats before you were there, lady. You don't move to Huron County and complain about the cow crap smell. She says it's a nuisance to smell the meat 24-7. You know what? To be fair, that seems kind of true because if you were smelling that all the time, you'd be hungry all the time. Oh, I'd put on so much weight living next to a smokehouse. Oh. Come on, you don't move to next to a smokehouse and complain. <laughs> it's like moving to Clinton and complaining about the degenerate gamblers. Apparently, it was a thing during the pandemic because we were all locked inside. A lot of people bought their kids a bunch of toys. You're staying inside. You can't see your friends at school. We're not going to punish you, so have some toys, I guess. Yeah, they bought up all the toys, and then after the pandemic, toy sales went way down. <laughs> and so now Hasbro, one of the big ones, has cut 1,100 jobs, 20% of its workforce. Yeah, all because we were buying all our toys during the pandemic and then not buying them after that. Yeah, crazy, right? That's kind of nuts, though. It, I, I haven't played with toys in a while, but 
they break easy and stuff, right? Yeah. I thought you had to buy toys every couple of years. Yeah, maybe we should just go back to the, the good old days when toys were made out of wood. <laughs> yeah, those nice wooden toys. They'd last forever. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. The good old days. Those wooden toys. When toys were made of wood and kids died at the age of seven. Were you a Coke or Pepsi household? We were Pepsi. I like Coke. Okay. We can't be friends anymore. That's stupid. Oh, that's too bad. Over in uh, Arnprior, it's near Ottawa, there's this gentleman, 93 years old. He's diabetic, and this becomes important because for the decades now, he's been collecting Coca-Cola memorabilia. He used to drink Coke all the time and then diabetes. So he stopped drinking it, but he's got this massive collection of Coke signs, old Coke cans, Coke bottles, all sorts of stuff. He's got like a smoker, it looks like. He's got all sorts of Coca-Cola brand stuff. And now, at the age of 93, he's decided he wants to sell it to the highest bidder so that he can raise money for a CT scanner at the Arnprior Regional Hospital. What is it actually valued at, I wonder? It looks like thousands of dollars, maybe like 20000 or something. Might be kind of cool if you're a collector, right? Yeah. Could make a cool Christmas gift. Maybe you know somebody who's way into Coca-Cola for some reason. And you get to help a local hospital and give your loved ones what they've always wanted. A 90-year-old can of syrup that may or may not have cocaine in it. People in Montreal are really mad that Taylor Swift didn't show up there for her latest tour. Yeah, she has a bunch of dates in Toronto. Is Is she doing in Vancouver as well? Those are the only two Canadian cities she's doing. And it turns out it's not because she hates the French people. It might be because of that, but it's also because the Olympic Stadium where she would have played, apparently in complete disrepair. The roof just needs $750 million worth of repairs. Yeah, basically her people went there and said, this isn't good enough for Taylor Swift. No, this place sucks. This was built before she was born. Yeah, and what does that sign even say? It's in another language. What's Le Concert? We're not playing here. <laughs> so that's tough. Montreal could have gotten Taylor Swift, but, dude, imagine people don't want to come see you because your house sucks so bad for Christmas. Yeah. That sucks. But instead of your cousin you see once a year, it's Taylor Swift. Yeah. And instead of them bringing a crappy potato casserole, it's Taylor Swift. But at least you get to see family this Christmas. And what's more important than family? All right. Taylor Taylor Swift. Big teaser from Premier Doug Ford yesterday. He posted on Twitter or X or whatever that fascist platform is called now. And he said there's an announcement coming up today. We made a promise to you to bring beer and wine to convenience stores and grocery stores across the province of Ontario. Get ready. We've got big news. I hate announcements for announcements. He announced the announcement. He announced that he's going to make an announcement. Just make the announcement. He wants you to be prepared to be excited. He wants you to be excited about the excitement you're going to feel today when he announces the exciting thing. So I'm supposed to go out and get some beer or something and wait for the announcement and then celebrate after? Yeah, why not? Okay. Why not? At least I've been prepared for the announcement. not operating any heavy machinery here. It's all very light machinery. It's a soundboard and a microphone. You can drink on the job while we wait for the announcement. Yeah, so it looks like, based on his enthusiasm, beer and alcohol sales have been approved at corner stores. I don't know when it's going to happen. It might be next year. might be the year after that. Who knows? Is this how we get buck of beer? Why? Finally. I don't think so. No, things at convenience stores are usually just a little more expensive. Well, some people voted for them because they thought they would get buck of beer. No, we got buck of beer for a minute. I remember the 
PC Longer was a buck for like a week or two. And right. there was another beer out of the Toronto area for a, yeah, a week or two. They were a dollar a can. And with inflation, I think bucket beer is just out of reach at this point. I don't know point. if it's going to happen. <laughs> Here's my worry, though. I'm worried that convenience stores won't have a good selection of craft beer. Yeah. Because when I drink beer, I need people to know that I'm a douchebag. Have you done all the grocery shopping yet for Christmas dinner? Do you still have stuff to buy? No, I, of course I do. It's, it'd be rotten by the time Christmas rolls around. I wait till a few days before. What would be rotten? Like the fresh stuff, like salads and whatnot. You serve salad on Christmas? Yeah. What's wrong with you? Oh, like the it's not fresh. What the pilgrims ate. The pilgrims ate what was available to them, which was starches and animals. You eat stuffing, you eat potatoes, you eat a bird. Salad. The pilgrims didn't have a freezer. They weren't shopping three weeks before. Bell has a university. Somebody who studies food there. They looked at what the average Christmas dinner would be. Dinner feeding six people is $104.85 on average. Six people? I, I, I told Matt this, and he's like, nope, not accurate. No, there's no way. Like, I went out the other day and just got some spices and, you know, dressings and sauces and stuff, and it was more than that. Did you fly to Europe to buy the spices? Why were they that much? Have you seen the price of spices? Just re regular-ass spices. You can't buy the stuff that comes in the little package. You got to buy the big ones that come from other countries. Foreign food aisle is your friend. So I feel like this is just taking the typical items on a plate and adding that up. But this is assuming you have all the spices and things you're going to make this stuff with. Maybe $104. Okay. Okay. And they say the most expensive item, Christmas turkey. Hmm. So that's going to cost you the most. Let me help you out a bit here. I think you can cut back on a lot of these traditional items. We just don't need them anymore. There's stuff that people still serve for some reason. Like fruitcake. Nobody wants the fruitcake. You can cut that out. Six bucks saved right there. Right there. Uh, the cranberry sauce. You're slaving away making it for two people that are going to take it. Even if you only buy it in the can... Come on, dude. Nobody cares. It's not necessary. The peas. Peas are one of those things people just take to be polite. They don't really want them. It's filler. Nobody wants peas. You accept peas because they're there. They're cold before you get to the table. There you go. Disgusting. That being said, they're, Christmas bird, though, the turkey, it's nice. Even the turkey, it always ends up too dry. Why even bother? There you go. I got you down to $14. So what are we serving then? Stuffing? And pumpkin pie. Actually, now that I say it out loud, sounds all right. We did it. We saved Christmas. Yay. And money. There's no joy in the food, but at least your wallet's full. Premier Doug Ford, who we all love. He says, corner store alcohol sales will be coming to Ontario by the start of 2026. So it might be before that, but at the very most, start of 2026. So we got another two years or so. And that means 8,500 new stores in Ontario are going to be able to sell beer and wine. I like this idea as long as they balance it out. I think I was telling you, my old local grocery store where I used to live, they got one of these licenses, And they replaced the whole produce section with beer. And I go, <laughs> can I just get a lime? No, we don't bring limes in anymore. We have Bud Light lime. Yeah. That's well, the same thing, right? Make sure you still have the other stuff that people actually need. This is corner stores and yeah. some grocery stores, too, to be fair. And you know what? That's right. That, that's fair. Just make sure you have all the stuff and not just liquor. <laughs> <laughs> I like the accessibility because not everywhere has an LCBO, right, or a beer store. Sometimes you got to drive to the next town. Yeah. So this will make it a lot easier for people in small towns without LCBOs to get DUIs. 
winning the lottery just ahead of Christmas. It's a nice little dream. It'd it's be nice. nice. It's nice to dream. Dude in Montreal. His name's just like yours. It's Matthew. Matthew Labrie. Oh. Digging through his Christmas decorations. Maybe I should play the lottery today. Yeah, maybe you should. What a coincidence. Digging through the Christmas decorations, bottom of the box, scratch-off ticket from January of this year. Crazy. And he had 30 days to claim this. Scratches it off. How much did he win? $50,000. Oh, my God. Says he wants to do renovations for the home. What struck me is... He didn't at all seem mad that this thing could have gone unseen. He happened to see it. He could just as easily have happened to not see it. But he saw it, $50,000. At that point, Matthew, do you sit Natalie down and you say, listen, lottery tickets go in a certain spot where we're going to find them before they expire. Why is it her her fault? This could have been very much his fault. Because his name is Matthew and your name is Matthew, and I'm assuming he didn't leave it there. Well, I have a personal story from this morning. I was a little bit late for work because I couldn't find my keys. And it turns out my son, after I went to bed, took the van somewhere and then put the keys in an oddball place where we don't normally put them. So maybe what they need is a place to put the lottery tickets. Yeah, you have a special place just for the keys. You have a special place just for the lottery tickets. And if you don't put the lottery tickets, I am leaving you, Patricia. I've raised three kids and I've always tried to be a good parent and set a good example for them. Especially when they're maybe playing soccer, playing any kind of youth sports. Yeah. Over in Halifax, fans, spectators, parents, no longer allowed to attend games for the Metro Basketball Association. It's a youth basketball association because there have been too many interactions with referees. People yelling at the ref, people screaming at the ref, threatening the referees. Good God. That's crazy, man. And and what is this teaching the kids that are on the team? That you can just yell at anyone who's actually doing something great? You can't play the sport without the referee. Yeah, you volunteer to be a ref. Yeah. So, so parents, if you need to be a jerk to someone just doing their job, there is one last person to harass. It's the waitress at the breakfast diner in your town right after church. People forget that Pornhub is a Canadian website. That is the pride of Montreal. <laughs> Canadian internet. I think it's based out of Montreal. And they released their top searches in Canada for 2023. The top three, number one is MILF. Which, if you're not familiar with MILF videos, uh, Mother, I'd Like to Fornicate is what that stands for. Number two, hentai. That's kind of cartoon stuff. Number three, lesbian. Okay, so pretty standard. Nothing too kinky. Nothing too out of the way, but that's Canada. That's the whole country. Matt and I did a deep dive. We looked at the top searches for Huron County. The number one search was SIB. And I had to look into this. It's SIB videos which stands for stoned in Bayfield porn. And it's sexy because their feet are so dirty. Yeah, and the next one was Tib, tractors and buildings porn. That was specific to the Seaforth area, I believe. Right, and it's hot because of the imminent danger. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Caw videos, crying adults Wingham was number three. It's just a bunch of naked adults in Wingham crying because KFC is closed. Interesting. BBP, Blythe Bush Party, stands for... It's sexy because it's on an outdoor stage. The theater's beautiful. The Country 104.9 Mornings with Matt and Fatty Podcast.